2: And hi again everyone, I'm Chuck Knaff, thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction, and today we're going to be talking about meekness. Jesus tells us that blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Uh, But what does that mean? Well, meek doesn't mean weak. It's a recognition that God is who he says he is. And we know he is with us in every part of our lives, especially perhaps when life is treating us less than uh, the way we wanted it to treat us. So um, in the suffering, in the tough times of our life, we recognize that God is walking with us. We are docile. We are humble. We are meek. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Here to help us on the journey, our spiritual director back with us once again, Bishop Bill Walk. Bishop is a Holy Cross Father, Bishop of the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee. Father Bishop Bill Walk, a pleasure to have you back on the program. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. It's great to be with you all.
2: Uh, we always love having you on the program. And then we're always wondering, how does he do this? And what has to be a very busy schedule? But thanks for pushing everything else aside and making time for us here on the inner life today. It's always good to have you on the program. So uh, welcome back. And uh, as we do every day, we'll open up our phone lines and in, uh, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. We're going to be talking about meekness. And uh, what does that um, mean to you? What's been your experience of being meek? So Father Bill Walk, get us started. Um, what does it mean? To be meek. It
1: ultimately, it means following the example of Jesus Christ, actually imitating him as St. Paul says. We just heard this in the second reading last Sunday from Paul's letter to the Philippians when he said, have in you the same attitude that was in Christ Jesus. And then he inserts this awesome him to christ though he was in the form of god he did not cling to divinity but emptied himself didn't stop there becoming a human became a slave a servant of all didn't stop there died for all and it was because of this it says that god exalted him because of what his obedience and his humility and so saint paul just says if you want to follow christ to glory and we all do then follow him now. And here's the way to do it. Have that same attitude, that same desire to be humble so that God will lift us up.
2: Yeah. And then, um, Bishop uh, Walk, when we talk about uh, being meek, uh, just kind of walk us into the idea that this does, does not mean being weak or timid or being a pushover.
1: No, and I think that is important. You know, when we say, we should humble ourselves we should think of ourselves as less important than others we should be lowly that doesn't mean that we have this false and maybe even dangerous sense of low self worth self worth we should you know not say i'm dirt i am nothing you know that that's not what it means to be meek i think to be meek means recognizing we are created in the image and likeness of god we're beloved Sons and daughters of God. But here's the important thing we are not God. There is God. There is a God, of course, and we are not Him. I know that was used in a movie. I think it was Rudy um, many years ago. And uh, it's kind of a, a throwaway line, but there really is something to it. This priest, this elderly priest says, You know what I've learned? There is a God, and I'm not Him. So we, it, we really have to. It, <laughs> Attach it to our yeah. to, to our, our, our worship of God, and not yeah. just, well, I am dirt, but you are God, yeah. and I'm not you.
2: Yeah, we get that mixed up sometimes, don't we?
1: I think we really do. You know, we like to think that uh, we, we are God. <laughs> we are a God for ourselves. We want our world to be comfortable and good and happy and healthy, and um, uh, that just that kind of clouds everything we do, the way we treat our brothers and sisters, and especially our relationship mm-hmm. with God.
2: Bishop Bill Walk is our spiritual director on the inner life today, talking about uh, what it means to be meek. And uh, let's open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. It's a toll-free phone number, 888 914 sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. You can also email us, Inner Life relevantradio.com and as you think about uh, your journey of faith and meekness uh, what is your experience of being meek when have you you tried to be meek in your journey of faith what happened how did it impact your faith again toll free if you'd like to join us 888-914-9149 so Bishop uh, Bill when we talk about um, being meek how do we what does a life of meekness what might that look like
1: I think it, well, as St. Paul says, it's an attitude. It's a way of living, a way of looking at the world. Here's what it doesn't look like. It does not look at, you know, it does not look like us looking at the world saying, you know, what am I going to get out of today? How am I going to be the happiest today? Or, you know, the healthiest, or how am I going to make the most money today? That is not the way to go about being meek. So the opposite is true. I think if we wake up And and first of all, we we are grateful for just waking up for another day that that begins our day filled with humility, you know, and then then for the rest of the day, the goal is not to serve me, but a great prayer might be in the morning, you know, how can I use me best, Lord, to serve others, to do your will, help me to spend today doing good for others. I think that's what it looks like. It's that attitude, not just, just a choice here and there, but Really, to have that, as Saint Paul says, that mind of Christ in all that we do.
2: Yeah, and then to, to your point, to wake up and to serve Him, and to say, "Here I am, Lord." And you know what? That may take us a few places we may not want to go. Right?
1: That's right, and that's that's great. I'm glad you remember that. Of course, that's a common theme in the Bible. Here I am, Lord. Send me. You know, the prophets say that. Of course, Mary said that in, in essence, in saying yes to the angel. Um, and, and St. Joseph and so many others. It's it's that. It's a blank check, basically. It's not saying, God, use me as long as I'm comfortable. Use me within you know what I think is reasonable today, the limits. But instead, God, use me. I want to be your servant today. I don't know what that's going to entail, but help me to say yes to whatever you want me to do today.
2: Yeah, saying yes. So uh, that's not always easy, but that's what it's all about. Bishop Bill Walk is our spiritual director talking about being meek today. And again, total free phone number if you'd like to join us. What's your experience of meekness in your journey of faith? 888-914-9149. Talk a little bit more if you would, uh, Bishop Bill, in terms of, of, of this, uh, this attitude of recognizing getting up in the morning, not kind of have an idea, you know, we've got a schedule, we've got things we want to do, places we want to go, but just that attitude of, is it is it like, um, let's see what happens today, let's see where the Lord takes me, and then what, being obedient to it, uh, trusting that whatever's going on, maybe not my plans today, but trust that, yes, this is uh, the attitude of Christ, go where we need to go, where we're being led.
1: Right, you know, as you said, this is not an easy lesson, because all of us, even those of us who are not so organized, and I put myself in that category, we have an idea, basically, I do, um, just because of my calendar, but also just in my mind, I have an idea of how I would like the day to go, and I know if I have certain appointments or meetings or liturgies, how it's probably going to go, and that gives us some sort of relief and some comfort, but oh and and connected to that then when someone knocks on the door or something happens you know totally unexpected then we, we 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 I can feel myself I'll just stick with myself kind of getting a little impatient you know but this is not what was supposed to happen I'm supposed to do this and that <laughs> after a while you know we we complain about all of these uh these breaks in our schedule these disruptions but uh some of the saints will tell us that Perhaps those are the best parts of the day, the disruptions when God breaks into our desires, our plans for ourselves, and says, "I know you thought you were going to do this today, but here's something that that will help that person and perhaps more importantly, help you." And so you know God puts these things in our path in our day. And uh, so instead of saying, "Why are all these people bothering me? You know, I had this plan or whatever today, you know it takes great faith and some perspective to sit to stand back and say, "Well, all right, I guess that's what God wanted me to do. And so that was more important than following my routine or what I thought I was going to do this morning.
2: We are talking on The Inner Life today about meekness and uh, what's your experience of being meek? When have you tried to be meek in your journey of faith? What happened? How did that impact your faith? Bishop Bill Walk is our spiritual director. If you would like to join us, it's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. And just a reminder that our relevant radio toll-free studio line is sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. More information about their cell phones and monthly plans, all available at CharityMobile.com. Thanks for joining us on The Inner Life. Chuck Neff along with uh, Jim Shaper sitting in the producer's seat today. Lucas Holt answering your phone calls. And Bishop Bill Walk is our spiritual director, a Holy Cross Father, Bishop of the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee. And when he finds an hour of, of extra time he joins us here on the inner life level always love having bishop bill walk on the program talking today about uh, meekness and again phone lines are open if you'd like to join us what's been your experience of meekness what does that mean to you and uh, when have you tried to be meek in your journey of faith what happened how did that impact uh, your faith journey again toll-free phone number 888-914-9149 and our email address inner life at relevant radio Dot com. So, uh, Bishop Bill Walk, uh, let's uh, take some phone calls for you. Let's start with Evie, listening in the Chicagoland area. Hi and welcome. Good to have you on the program today.
3: Oh, hello, gentlemen. Thank you very much for taking my call. Thank you. Well, I had a question. Um, I wondered if you could give me an explanation of the difference between fear and meekness. Is there a fine line? Are there subtleties, Or are they just antithetical?
1: or should we know the difference? Mm, that's interesting. I, that's a great great question. I think um, fear, first of all, just fear as we see it as, as human beings, is being afraid of something, afraid of consequences, afraid of the future. And of course, for us Christians, Jesus says, do not be afraid. He said it so many times in the Gospels over and over again, fear nothing. And it's, uh, he's not just saying, there, there, everything will be okay. But do not be afraid because your reward is great in heaven. You know, you have a treasure that is being stored up for you in heaven. Now, we sh- the other, on the other hand, Christian fear is something we should have that is called fear of the Lord, or awe, or reverence. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And again, that's more akin to what we were saying earlier, you know, there's God, God created us, and I am not God. I, so we, we, we fear, that is, we adore and worship him, and we live according to his plan and his laws in the world. Being meek is not that kind of fear. I'm sorry, is not the, the, the worldly fear where we're afraid of something that might happen, but it's more akin to fear of the Lord in humbling ourselves, lowering ourselves, being obedient to God who is ever merciful, ever loving, but also perfectly and eternally just as well. I don't know if that answered your question. But.
3: Well, how does that play out in human relationships, though? Um, you know, are, do we sometimes use an excuse, say we're being meek when we're actually being fearful when we relate to other people?
1: Right, yeah. Hmm, I see what you're saying. I think. I think maybe, I don't know if that can be... Picked up by the other person, but it's certainly it's our attitude that informs that we're not lowering ourselves because we're afraid or we're shy or something like that, but it's ultimately because we want to be like Jesus Christ. So I don't know if they can pick that up. You know, they may see us. Other that's an interesting thing. We I was going to talk about this a little later, but you know, say we're we're doing some menial work outside, just picking up trash or doing something or cleaning something, and someone looks at us and says, oh, that poor thing, you know, look at him, he's got nothing else better to do or better him than me or whatever, or they may laugh at us or something like that. But that takes nothing away from that act of service, that um, humility on our part. So the world may perceive it in one way, but it, I think really it's, it's all about our our intention and our attitude, as Saint Paul says, mm-hmm. that should be closer to that of Christ. Yeah,
2: Evie, great question. Uh, thanks for joining us. And as uh, the two of you were talking, and this whole idea of being fearful and being meek, and it just kind of took me back, uh, literally, to last weekend. Our parish uh, was uh, praying for an hour outside the the Planned Parenthood clinic here in uh, in the Archdiocese of Saint Louis, and we had the afternoon, uh, Saturday afternoon, and so honestly and we've been there before but you you never know what's going to happen people calling you know driving by yelling at you making obscene gestures people who happen to be in the area uh you know confronting you uh taking all of that on so there's an element uh, bishop uh, bill of of being fearful certainly uncertain of what's going to happen so i don't know if fear is the right word but to the point of being meek, we knew we were being called to go there. We knew that we had signed up. We knew that uh, we uh, needed to be true to our commitment. We needed to be uh, obedient, if we can use use that. We needed to be humble in those moments to say, this is not about me. This is about those uh, unborn babies who are being slaughtered in the abortion clinic and to show up. And, yes, there's some fear. There's some uncertainty. But there's also that... um, that moment of being when you think about it, of being meek, of being obedient
1: right, and that brings up a great point in that we 're still human we 're still fearful, you know I, we, I, there are a few people who maybe are not afraid of anything and all of that, but you know and, and we read for instance, we read the stories of the martyrs, the great martyrs, people who were horribly killed, thrown to lions, or or you know beheaded, or whatever. And they 're taunting their uh, executioners and, or they're proudly marching into the arena, but you know as human beings their their heart was beating, they were scared of of uh, of the pain you know of what was going to happen in that brief moment. So it it doesn't mean that we just put on this the armor of Christ and where nothing will ever bother us. We're human, you know. Even standing there, I've done that as well. I've prayed outside of abortion clinics, and people have said things or thrown things or whatever. And you know, you're a little fearful. You're looking around just to make sure you're safe and um even even I as a priest and bishop you know I'm I, I, if you're confronted I'm fearful of saying the wrong thing or misrepresenting the church you know because of my pride or something like that so I, I think that's normal and I think to Evie's question uh, I I'm I'm glad I hope she's still listening because that uh, it, it I, I don't want people to think if if only I would I did this right then I wouldn't be nervous I wouldn't be scared I you know I wouldn't be afraid to do things in front of people no I think that's there for all of us um I, I hope it is. That's what makes us human, for better or for worse. So it's not doesn't mean getting rid of all that, but it means I guess like kind of using that to uh to help us to do good and just admitting that, yeah, I'm nervous, but it's not gonna change the fact that I still wanna have the attitude of Christ.
2: Yeah, you talk about that. I like to use the word embrace. Okay, we're afraid, we're uncertain, we're nervous, whatever it is, but to one recognize it, name it, embrace it, and then be meek, do what you're there to do, uh, recognizing that it's probably very, very normal to maybe be afraid a bit.
1: Somebody told me this. This is kind of a fun thing. it's, It's about speaking in front of people, and people wouldn't believe it, I think, but I, I always get nervous every talk, every homily, even this, uh, you know, I, I get nervous before and during this show. Um, I'm just always not nervous, I guess, but you have butterflies. And someone told me this. I like it. A professional speaker said everyone gets butterflies. But the professional speaker trains the butterflies to fly in formation, <laughs> which I like that. You know, I mean, they're still there, but it's just like, all right, I know you're there. Just we're going to do this and it's going to be OK
2: yeah and and when we do that then we are living out this whole whole idea of of being meek aren't we exactly
1: yes I, you know i I, I just imagine my, I imagine Jesus. We have to think and, and pray and reflect on the life of Jesus. You know, there's someone who didn't wake up thinking, how can I get the most out of today for myself? How can I make this day about myself? You know, that's absurd to think that he ever prayed that. But instead, as we know from the gospels, he prayed constantly, thy will be done. I must decrease. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm come, I've come to lay down my life to serve everyone. And he, and he did that. And he, he said, if I, who am teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, so must you wash each other's feet. I have given you an example.
2: Yeah. Bishop Bill Walk is our spiritual director. We're talking about meekness today and uh, what's your experience of being meek? We'd love to hear your story. And again, toll free if you'd like to join us on the program today, 888-914-9149. You can email us as well, at relevant radio. Com. A number of phone calls. Stay with us. Let us get through uh, these next few minutes and we'll get back to some more phone calls with Bishop Bill Walk. Again, talking about meekness. What's your experience of that? Toll free 888-914-9149 if you'd like to join us. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
0: If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
2: Thanks for joining us. Chuck Neff along with uh, Jim Schaefer sitting in the producer's seat today. Jake Moore now answering your phone calls. And Bishop Bill Walk. Our spiritual director, Bishop Bills, a Holy Cross Father, Bishop of the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee, taking time out of what, no doubt, is a busy schedule to be our spiritual director, on the program today, talking about being meek. What does that uh, mean to you? When have you tried to be meek in your journey of faith? What happened, and how did that impact your faith? We'd love to hear the story. Toll free phone number 888 eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. You can email us as well, inner life at relevant radio. Dot com. Uh, just uh, before we get to some phone calls here, just what are we, a little over a month away from the November elections? Probably lots of yard signs around wherever you're living these days. But um, we want to give you the best kind of yard sign that you can use year after year. You've probably heard us uh, talking about uh, how we're giving away 200 nativity sets to 200 lucky winners. And we want to make sure you have yours and plenty of time to display it outside your home all throughout the Advent and Christmas Seasons, and to enter, all you have to go to do is uh, go to the website relevantradio.com/nativity and register, but. Hurry! The deadline is Friday. You have to sign up by this Friday, displaying your own beautiful hand-painted nativity set in front of your home really is an easy way to evangelize uh, your neighborhood and show that you are proud to be Catholic. So together we can impact our communities this Advent, making room for Christ inside our hearts and outside our homes. So sign up right now. You have to, uh, till Friday, but do it right now. RelevantRadio.com slash nativity. All right, Bishop Bill Walk, let's get to some phone calls. Uh, thanks for hanging on with us everyone and stay with us, but let's start with Marcel listening in Germany. Marcel, welcome. I must admit we've never had anybody on this program calling in from Germany. Welcome to the program.
4: Well, thank you very much, Chuck. I'm so I'm I can't believe I'm on here, especially with Bishop, Bishop Walk. And um mm-hmm. I've never met either of you, but through the the blessings of Relevant Radio, I'm able to have a conversation with you and other people, other Catholics, because we are the universal church, and that means everywhere. The universe is a pretty big place. <laughs> 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 um, yes, hello, Marcel. Yeah, Great. I, I,
1: Did you have a, a, a question or comment?
4: I, I did. You know, my wife and I were sitting here listening to the program while we're having uh, late lunch and um, well, dinner, I guess. <laughs> We've kind of skipped once, but it's uh, already up, uh, six 630 here now in the evening. But um, so we were trying to talk to each other. What is meekness? You know, and blessed are the meek. And we were really trying to wonder, and we don't really didn't have a really good conversation. So we said, let's listen and see what they're going to talk about it. And so we were. And and Bishop, you said something about having all your plans set for the day or for a certain part of the day, and then things go wrong or they go differently than you. Maybe the Holy Spirit, the wild goose, got involved, and something changes. And it doesn't go the way as you planned. I seem to have my whole life goes the way I, I, something I don't I didn't plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a good way. It was a really I'd never heard that about meekness. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I am meek. In a way. <laughs> um, but there was a there was a I, does that make any sense of, of what um, it kind of tying in what what you were saying?
1: It really does. And and first of all, I'm just, I'm really edified that you were you and your wife are talking about this. I, I just, I didn't miss that. I think that's just, it's so good, you know. There, there's so many things that occupy every moment of our day, but the fact that you're sharing, you know, a dinner, a meal together and talking about this really is wonderful. You know, um, I'm a Holy Cross religious. I'm very proud of the fact that a fellow Holy Cross religious who will be a saint soon... Father Patrick Payton said again and again, the family that prays together stays together. So that, I just want to say that. I just want to affirm that. But secondly, to your point, I believe, yes, I think that is a big step in, in being humble and meek. Or as St. Paul said you know, in his letter, having that attitude of Christ who said, thy will be done. He taught us the prayer, the Lord's Prayer, and it, it, that's probably one of the most, if not the most, important line there in the whole prayer, thy will be done. And he not only prayed it, but he lived it. So if we can say that, you know, I have my will, I have my plan for the day, but your plan be done, your will be done for me. I think we're, we're really taking great strides in being yeah. meek and humble in that way.
2: Yeah, and then so, Marcel, how have you seen this play out in, uh, in your life?
4: Oh boy, you know I'm actually I'm writing a book about that in a way, and how things like I've been diagnosed with <laughs> with ADD, you know, and so things you get distracted with things, and sometimes and so things happen in my life, and sometimes I can get down on myself, but so often I can see the Lord at work. With things that happened that were not planned, and the reason, like I met my wife in Tézé, in France, and I had no plan I wasn't even supposed to go to France on that trip. And now I'm sitting having you know dinner with her we were we got uh, we met twelve years ago in two thousand and eight in Tézé, and so, a lot of things happened. There, there was one story I was going to share that popped into my mind. Besides that, uh, you know, mind blower for me, I'm still wondering what happened, you know, on that trip. But, um, but there was this story that happened, if I could just share it. And I was, I was exactly in California, and I was riding my bicycle to Holy Family Cathedral in the Diocese of Orange. And I was going to a daily mass. And the night before, I was in a meeting, an environmental meeting, and people were talking about veterans and how we wish we could do more for veterans, especially veterans who were, like, even homeless. And that was the last thing that an older gentleman said in this – I'm I'm on a board with some people talking about environmental issue with a creek nearby in Orange – but that was that really stuck on me and i was wondering about that so here i am the next day very next day riding my bicycle to go to the the cathedral for 12 o'clock mass 12:10 mass and i see this black guy digging through the trash it was trash day and so the trash is out and this guy's going through one of the, like the recycle bin they got the brown the gray and the green bins and he's out there digging and i so i think i'm i'm already like late Kind of, if by the time I roll my bicycle up to the cathedral, I'm going to be late. But I stopped my bike, turn it around, and go and talk to this guy. It turned into not only did I miss mass, but I spent like a good hour with this gentleman. And it turns out he's finding some tools and other things that the homeowner is, is just getting out of their garage. And so I'm con- having a conversation with this guy. And it turns out he was a, he's a Marine. He used to fix helicopters at the Lighter than Air base there in in uh, Irvine, where they got the big hangars and stuff. And he was a mechanic. And I'm thinking, here's a Marine mechanic, former mechanic with the Marines, and he's homeless. And so we had an amazing talk there at the trash uh, and recycle bins. And um, one of the things that we ended up doing, I took him to the Goodwill store, and he, he, uh, I bought him some old clothes, a newer clothes, but used clothes that were better than what he was wearing. But he, he also it was a funny moment there at the, at the recycle bin. when I, I Something I was talking about, something about my phone, and I had a flip phone at the time. This was still only like four years ago. And he goes, hey, what is that? And I go, what, my phone? And he goes, Yeah. He says, That's such an old phone. And he gets a free one from some charity organization. <laughs> so he had a smartphone. <laughs> he wanted to give me he wanted to give me his phone. Cause he, he goes, I can get a new one for free. He talking about himself. So it was it was just a funny conversation that I had with this guy. Wow. And I took him in my car and we went to Goodwill and we got a this This, we got him some clothes and some pants and, you know, used jeans at Goodwill store there on Tustin Avenue. And um, it was just an amazing thing. I never thought of that as meekness. I just thought it was like me being distracted, but the Holy Spirit involved in the whole thing.
2: Yeah, let me get Bishop uh, walk back into uh, this, Marcel. You know, uh, Bishop Bill, he's telling the story here, and you said earlier in the program about being meek. It's really that attitude of Jesus, <laughs> not doing it. Yeah, he misses mass; he's got his plans. But that attitude of Jesus, for the people who just cross our pathways, to to reach out to them in the moment and uh, not do what we want to do but to really reach out and have that attitude of jesus that's what we're talking about i think right
1: right and that that example is really perfect i think in that it's it's not a one-way thing it's not like i want to say god you know help me use me to serve others you know those poor people but teach me something let them serve me you know jesus even said the son of man came not to be served but to serve and so in serving jesus you know he he encountered people he met them he he learned from them all right, he's god as well and there's not nothing he could learn from us except human behavior and you know what their needs are and everything so you know what i i had this image of maybe that guy later on or maybe now the guy he helped uh who Marcel helped I might be saying you know yeah so one day I was just minding my own business finding a few things uh for my business and uh there was a man drove up and apparently he wanted to talk cuz we talked for an hour and his poor guy he had a worse phone than I had and you know it's it's that's a success when when you're, you you can leave a situation like that and you you ask yourself wait a minute who was serving and who was being served you know uh, in reality if if it is true service it's it's both yeah, and it's Christ Jesus who's doing both the serving and the and is served.
2: Yeah, Marcel, great story. Thanks uh, for joining us all the way from Germany. Uh, tell your bride we said hello uh, on the Inner Life today. But thanks for joining us. Let's head to uh, Santa Clarita, California. Kathy, listening there. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to the Inner Life today.
3: Well, hello, and thank you. Um, I was listening to tuned into your station just in time to hear your story about wake up in the morning and. Ask God what he needs you to do this day. So I kind of have mm-hmm. a good story, I think. <laughs> I had the opportunity Great. on a job I just finished to go out of state, and I was counting people. That was my job. And I was in a very poor uh, complex, apartment complex, so it was very obvious that the people didn't have a lot. But the one boy, about 17, came out to talk to me, very cordial, um, got my information, ran off to the next one, not thinking much more about it. And it was at a very beautiful retirement um, Uh, Set up, you know, for older people. And I got the manager to let me in and spoke with her for a little bit. She was very nice. And then I went back to my car to sit and put all the information in that I needed that I had just gathered. Well, I discovered I don't have my name tag, and without my name tag, it meant I had to drive half hour to go back and get it. But I figured it was worth going in her office one more time to see. And she graciously let me look. It was not there. But on the way out, they were having some government give produce away program. And she wanted me to take this huge box of produce. And I thought, well, there's no way I can do anything with this. I'm staying at a hotel for a few days. So um, but I will take this box of produce. (laughs) So, I put it in the car and I figured I'd stop at the one last place I was, which was the apartment. And then it's like, well, why do I have this box of produce? So I hauled the box up the stairs to leave it at the door of the people I had seen before. And lo and behold, on my way back to my car, laying on the floor, literally right by my door, was my ID tag.
1: <laughs> wow. That's amazing, right? Yeah, I mean, that's 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 a little <laughs> wink from God, I think. You know, again, you wonder, wait, was I, was I being served, was I being helped, or was I helping someone else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, well, I mm, definitely hope i getting
3: my tag, but why did I lose it in the first place? Did I lose it so mm. I had to retrieve it? Mm? <laughs> that's, <laughs> great. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's great. Right. Right. Oh, that's great. And I think the faith part comes in in that reflection in you, you know, not just saying, oh, that's a weird coincidence, but faith, <laughs> you know, informs us. If we think about it, we say, oh, okay, God, I get it. And it, it <laughs> takes <laughs> faith to do that. And so I appreciate you're yeah. doing that with us, even on yeah. live radio.
2: Thank you, Kathy, Uh, good to have uh, you on the program. Bishop Bill Walk is our spiritual director talking today about meekness. And I was uh, with a friend yesterday uh, afternoon, he said, hey, who's on the program tomorrow? And I said, "Uh, Bishop Bill Walk. And um, it reminded me of uh, your story Um, Bishop Bill, of uh, being told you were going to be a bishop. Now, for all of you in our listening audience, Father Bill Walk was one of our regular contributors when he was a parish priest in Austin, Texas. And uh, walk us into the phone call, if you don't mind. And so the question, though, is in the middle of that, as uh, you're being uh, told that uh, you have a new assignment Talk about the meekness. Talk about the surrender at the time, and really the humility, because this was not on your radar screen at all, was it?
1: Not at all. You know, I know they they joke about that, and they say, oh, all bishops say that. Like, you know, oh, I got a call. You know, there's a joke that, if, if someone's expecting it, the joke is, he was so surprised when the nuncio called that he almost dropped his crozier. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so if you think about it, you know, they're already holding it. Um, I, uh, no, this was completely off my radar. It was it was after a Mass uh, and, and before another liturgy, I believe it was a wedding or a quinceanera. I had a few moments, so I went outside to adjust the air conditioner for the church, which it was uh, down. And that's when I got the call outside there, uh, you know, outside the air conditioner with my hands inside this huge machine. Um and uh, that, he just announced himself. I am the Apostolic Nuncio to the United States. And I didn't know what that was. Uh, I, I think I had heard about it before, but again, not part of my, not on my radar. So I said, "Okay, why are you calling?" And then it hit me. And then I just said, "Oh, oh my gosh! Do you want names? You want you want you want me to give you some name? I've got names for you. I've got a lot of names. Uh, wh- why else would you be called? How'd you get my number? Who are you again?" And he said, "Calm down." And then he said something that well, you don't say if you want someone to calm down. He said, what I'm about to tell you will change your life forever. But do not be afraid. God will take care of everything. And, uh, well, then I was down on the ground, and then he he, he said, if you're ready, I'll say it. I said, right, this isn't happening, so say what you want to say. And he said, the, uh, Pope Francis has chosen you to be bishop of the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee. And I said, I said, I, I, I've never heard of, what is that, Wait, what's a, pen? say that again? <laughs> so anyway, but... But, the, you know, finally, he said, you ask a lot of questions, the Pope needs an answer. What shall I tell him? As if he was, you know, Francis was right there, you know, what do he say? What do you say? You know, I, but I should have thought, should I, should I ask for more time? Should I pray about it? But I just said, when he said that, I need an answer. And he said, please say yes. And I said, yes, yes, with the help of God, I say yes. And um, he said, "Good. Here's that. When it will be announced, you may tell no one for nine days, and all of that." And then hung up. But it was that moment that that it just what dawned on me was talk about your life being changed or plans being changed for that day. I mean, I still had the wedding after that, and confessions that that afternoon, and everything. But it just occurred to me that this uh, I if when I took a vow of obedience 25 years earlier as a Holy Cross religious that meant I will go wherever you send me, Lord. And I had no idea it would be that, but, you know, and I fought it. I wasn't happy about it, but that, that um, now the more I, well, after three years now, I, I look back and I think, all right, that's, that's freedom for me. You know, the obedience really is freedom. It's doing God's will. It's setting myself up to say yes in those situations. So it it's not anything I wanted or asked for or hoped for, but, now that it's happened I'm really grateful that it has renewed yeah. that sense of obedience and humility in me
2: well you use the word freedom and I just oh, I love that word because when we're really living our faith no matter what is swirling around us when we are living our faith when we are meek when we are obedient when we surrender no matter what's going on there really is a freedom in that isn't there
1: right and this is such an important lesson for me I'll say just I I always struggled with that. You know, when we talk about being free as Christians, God gives us perfect freedom. I thought in the back of my mind, and maybe even in the front of my mind, well, that means freedom to do whatever we want. But look it up in the Catechism. It, It explains it much better than I'm about to. Freedom, Christian freedom, is not choosing, doing whatever you want, but it's freedom, the ability to choose the best thing. And that is heaven that is a life with god that is true christian freedom and i think that's lost on us because as soon as we hear freedom it's okay i'm free to do whatever i want nope you have the freedom to choose eternal life and and god gives you that freedom god gives you the holy spirit to say yes to that that's true freedom and that's true joy not doing what we want what we think will make us happy but choosing God's will above all things. Mm-hmm.
2: Bishop Bill Walk, our spiritual director, talking about being meek today. Let's take another phone call. Arlene, listening in the uh, Chicagoland area, you're up next, and it's good to have you on the program today.
3: Oh, thank you very much, Chuck and Bishop Bill. Um, I just have a comment and uh, need for help on meekness. Um, I read or I heard just the other day at church, St. Paul said, I kept my faith a lot, And I have probably one of my family. Uh, they're very really good people. Um, uh, our children are five adults. And they're into their work careers and their families. And um, the faith has not come alive. lot them, a lot of them not going to mass um, and things like that. So, um, just uh, I know that God wants us to have um,
2: total. Yeah, Arlene, let me jump in here. We're having a, just a little bit of a connection problem. I apologize for that. Uh, it's live radio. Sometimes things aren't as crisp as we want them. But Bishop Bill, when we talk about uh, meekness, and uh, to her point, it really it really can help us embrace uh, our weaknesses in so many ways.
1: Right, and you know, it, I, if if I understood you, Ar- Arlene, you were talking about you know just that sense of sadness that we have that that our children, our, our nieces and nephews, in my in my case, um, our family members, you know, many of them do not go to church, do not practice the faith, and worse, uh, this is not the case in my family, but I know many who, for whom it is the case, you're made fun of for practicing the faith certainly you're not supported and there is a a wonderful opportunity for us to again be humble and be meek to be obedient to the lord not to say well you're all obviously your souls are lost and i'm going to heaven you know so that's why i'm going to mass but to quietly practice our faith to show them the beauty of our faith and what the fruit of it you know which is joy and peace and to pray for them not you know I'm right. They're wrong. God changed their minds. But God help them. You know them. You love them. You created them. Help them. Save them. Forgive them. Bring them back. You know, I yeah. think that's a great way for us to embrace humility.
2: Yeah. And um, Arlene, thanks uh, for joining us. And uh, just a couple of minutes uh, left uh, in, the, in the hour uh, with Bishop Bill Walk today. What gets in the way, Bishop, in terms of uh, meekness? I think of, uh, for me at least, uh, it's this sole idea that I don't have to be right.
1: Exactly. Thank you for saying that. I, I thought about that um, before this phone call, before, before we, we started the show. What gets in the way, and that is this, it's our need, our desire to be right. And I think that's really highlighted right now, it seems, in this age of uh, hyperdivision and anger and outrage. You know, I, I, I find that, that we have this need, not so much even to know the truth, but to be right. And I'll give you an example. Someone came up to me, and she was so angry that I said this as the bishop. And she explained to me what she heard I said. And I said, I would never say that. I know I didn't say that. And she said, well, my friend said you said that. And I'm outraged. And I said, again, I didn't say that, never would, never did. I know, but I trust my friend. I mean, she didn't want the truth. She wanted to be right. I think. So I think if we, if we give up this, this desire to be right and we humble, we listen to the other person, and we admit sometimes, oh, okay, I heard that wrong. Thank you for telling me the truth, you know. Uh, I think that's, again, that's our, our door to being humble and being more meek and following the Lord.
2: Yeah. Yeah, our pride uh, gets in the way so much, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it really does. And, and um, uh, you know, that's the opposite of, of humility is this pride, this attention, this desire to have everything my way. Humility instead is, is beautiful. is a beautiful way to follow Christ in that we know that he did the exact opposite. He gave his life away day by day by day in every situation. And then ultimately on the cross, literally poured out his life for us.
2: Bishop Bill Walk, our spiritual director, we have to wrap things up. And, uh, Bishop, uh, we'd like to close, as I know you know, with a final blessing for all of our listeners.
1: Absolutely. Let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O oh, good and gracious God, today as we celebrate the great St. Jerome, we thank you for the gift of this great theologian and priest. We thank you for the gift of the scriptures, which he loved loved and studied with all his heart. He said, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of you. Help us to know you, especially through your word. Help us to be humble, to be lowly, to be meek, to serve our brothers and sisters so that we imitate you on earth here and live with you forever in the kingdom of heaven. Bless all your children, I pray, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
4: Pray for us. Semper Fidelis, always faithful. That's the inspiring motto of the United States Marines, who are faithful to country, ready to serve and defend our country to the point of death. The Blessed Mother is always faithful to God, always faithful to Jesus, always ready to stand by him in the hour of his greatest need. When all of the apostles have fled, except the youngest one, John, Mary is there next to Jesus on the cross, close to Jesus to the last. At the most humiliating moment in the life of Jesus when it looked like his entire life had been a complete and utter failure. Our Blessed Mother did not hesitate to stand at his side. A faithful woman makes her husband strong and a faithful husband will never tolerate the least bit of disrespect for his wife. Virgin Most Faithful, pray for the church and our nation.